tongue tied. Something else. I don't know. That's Ariel Pink's song of graffiti. I saw him at Coachella one time and he sat down and turned his back to the crowd. <laughs> well, that's how you do it. And then a guy in the crowd asked me if I had any cocaine. Did you? Not on me. <laughs> <laughs> we might have actually done it all the night before. Because we got there like Thursday night before it starts. And uh, foolishly, it just went crazy hard and then woke up super early because as soon as the sun's out, it's like way too hot to sleep. Yeah. And then basically, you just don't sleep at all at Coachella. And, yeah. I need that sleep. <clears throat> I mean, the last time I went, I was like 25, 26. I could handle it back then. I don't think I could do it now. <laughs> it's too corporate anyway. You get, like, oh, your, yeah. It's garbage now. Corporate tent and your corporate AC. Yeah. Hanging with uh, Kylie Jenner. Nowadays, like... If I get less than like seven hours of sleep, I can't even like work out the next morning. <laughs> like, no, this is just a waste. It's true. Uh, seven or less, and I'm basically useless for that day. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Getting old. Uh, this is space fucks. <laughs> That's not the name of it. Yeah, it is. Uh, we boldly go where no other podcast has gone before. We're gonna we, fucking space. No, we're gonna oh. do a uh, deep analysis of all of Captain Kirk's intergalactic sexual conquest. <laughs> Today's episode will be about the time he had sex with the Green Lady. <laughs> that you're just thinking of the J.J. Uh, Abrams Star Trek. That's movies. right. I've never actually watched any of the TV series, so we can only talk about the ones <laughs> he did in the movies. So Zoe Saldana and the Green Lady. <laughs> I don't think Zoe Saldana is one of them. That's yeah. That's, oh, she loves Spock. That's Spock's main squeeze. Yeah. Although he did kiss Uharu in the uh, who is Zoe Saldana in the movies. Kirk yeah, did kiss Uharu in the, the actual TV show. Yeah, it was a big moment for. Um, it was an interracial big cultural kiss. moment. Yeah. Star Trek was cutting edge back in the 60s? Uh, yeah, I think it started late 60s. Alright, well, that's not actually what this podcast is about, you crazy person. Me well, or... you even suggest that. <laughs> <laughs> I just really love Star Trek and uh, Kirk's intergalactic space fucking. <laughs> Can't be stopped. That, he He's did, got so many STDs. He did, yeah, space one, space <laughs> SSTDs. Um, Alpha Centauri Chlamydia. He did like get around a lot in the show, right? That was his thing. Yeah, you know, shirt was off a lot. Yeah, even though not the best body. Yeah, it's the sixties or seventies, depending on. Yeah, well, good for you, uh, William Shatner. That's what his real name is. <laughs> I don't know how you forget that. Yeah. Um, you, my hat's pretty cool. Have you checked it out? It isn't. It's an okay hat. It's a Zodiac. Like the killer? Yeah, it's got his symbol, his weird crosshair symbol, and then on the the bill here on the bottom, it's his cipher. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I support. <laughs> the, Zodiac. <laughs> the Zodiac killer. <laughs> Bay Area represent. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> yeah, he, one time he stabbed people at Lake Berryessa. Yeah. Where we used to hang out in the summertime. Yeah. But um, uh, what do you think of the etymology of Berryessa? What do you mean? Like, the Spanish probably named it. I yeah, I would assume so. Like almost yeah. everything in California. Mm-hmm. Fucking Spaniards. Um, yeah, level R's. This is actually space fucks. <laughs> did it again. <laughs> That's the new name of the podcast. So uh, it'll be easier to Google. You want to get like Donald Trump articles about space. Uh, if you Force. Google Space Force right now, you do not get Donald Trump articles. You get Netflix announcement of the Steve Carell series. I know this because every once in a while I Google to see if we come up with Space Force, so we do not. Mm. 
We could, we're only we're something like the fifth result if you search on Spotify, so that's all right. All right, hey, we're moving up. Moving on up. We got that sweet content out there. <laughs> um, we watched Escape from New York. We uh, yeah, it was Kurt Russell. We talked about this last time. Or it uh, Kurt Russell is the action star of the eighties. He was the only cool one, in my opinion. Like Arnold was all right. Rocky was okay. Rocky's not like an action movie though, so I don't know how you. Yeah, I'm just mean like Stallone. Aside from Rocky, is like who cares? Who cares? Yeah, Except for Cobra, go back oof. and watch Cobra. <laughs> Cobra. Over the top. Over the oh, top. I have no idea. Go to that one. <laughs> Man, this movie is over the top. Oh, oh yeah. You guys don't know that that joke. <laughs> nope, because that episode got lost. We got thrown into space. Mm-hmm. Captain Kirk and his SDD. Captain Kirk fucked it. <laughs> fucked it all up. Uh, 1981. Yep. Yeah, uh, well, real quick, I'm gonna talk about academia before we go too far into the, the movie. Macadamia nuts. <laughs> yeah, macadamia. Academia. Nuts. Or you know, just uh, um, I mentioned a story about my wife's uh, biology teacher once before, and like his favorite insect. I don't remember what podcast it is, but you know, the true fans will remember. It was a termite, right? It was a termite because they he, fuck all. Day. Yeah, they just get stuck to the person they fuck, which is kind of gross. Um. So he was telling... <laughs> Isn't that what we're all searching for? <laughs> to get stuck to the person that you fuck? <laughs> I, think, uh, I think there's like some, a lot of poetry written about that. Yeah, it's probably a fetish at this point. I can find it on Rule 34. Yeah, like a sen- uh, human centipede kind of fetish. Yeah. But with like P and G instead of mouth to ass. Mm-hmm. Someone probably said it's just probably mouth to ass. Too. It'll have like some of your favorite like cartoon characters involved in it too. <laughs> Certainly, there's definitely Sonic the Hedgehog involved. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, he was telling the story uh, to the class, uh, Mars class this time, about how over the Christmas holidays his wife had made a bunch of apple butter. Um, Apple get butter jeans, boots <laughs> with the butter. Oh, pretty good. Uh, I oh. just I wrote apple butter for my pussy. <laughs> in my notes. Um, but um, <laughs> he's telling about making apple butter for the Christmas holidays, and then he was just you know a week ago, and this is April now, mm. uh, just to give a time frame reference. Uh, he was driving with his son in the car, and he noticed that there was a jar of apple butter from Christmas still in the car, and so you know he. Got it. Got home. Decided to make some toast with apple butter, and mm. then proceeded to get violently ill. Um, bear in mind, this man currently has his master's in biology and mm-hmm. is going to get his PhD. I think he's writing his uh, his thesis or his dissertation right now. Um, how do you fucking not know not to eat apple butter after four months in the car? Oh, well, he's probably like, well, it was sealed in a jar. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I've really undersold myself. Like I, I clearly could have got a PhD. Yeah, we've talked about this before. It's like you just gotta show that you can follow rules and show up on time, and that's how you get a degree and shit. Yeah, it's so crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's it's all just we gotta make this the uh, the simplest possible process. Yeah. So here's what I'm doing. Um, just to force everybody into my lane. Uh, similar to Hunter S. Thompson, I'm going to go to the Universal Life Church. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a PhD in religious studies, and everybody's going to call me Dr. Sean McDonald from now on. Fucking deal with it. On to Escape from New York. Escape from New York, also about religious studies. So this movie takes place in the distant future of 1997. <laughs> and it uh, takes place in uh, um, Palestine, right? Uh, no, it's uh, New York. Oh, I could have sworn... Um, the West Bank? Yeah, so it's actually oh, Netanyahu. Golan Heights? Yeah, Netanyahu's plane accidentally goes down in um, <laughs> the West Bank, the Gaza Strip. 
And the Palestinians are like, you can get Netanyahu back, but you got to set us free. <laughs> um, I mean, the prisoner's plan is not even that concise uh, in Escape from New York. It seems like they don't really get get to what their, their demands are and what they're going to do. Well, the, Until, um, for the movies and the movie's been going a little while. Well, yeah, it's not that the, it took the prisoners that long to come up with the idea. We're just not exposed to it until pretty far into the movie. But I think the Duke of New York, Isaac Hayes, I think his <laughs> plan all along is like, well, we'll just hold up President Ransom and they'll let us go. Which, it doesn't work out. I don't see, really know how it would work out. Yeah, I mean, we... Oof. I don't obviously, see that working out in real life. I obviously, either. like, don't care at all. So they're like, "Oh, cool, thanks for giving us the president. Um, you guys all line up in a single file line. We'll let you out really slowly." Yeah. And they just gun them down. Right? Well, they, they, they don't care about the prisoners at all. I mean, they, they don't even really care about the president. No, it's the tape more than anything, right? Yeah, which seems strange to me because it seems like they could just make another tape, unless that's the only existing evidence of uh, fusion, right? Because that's what they're after: nuclear fusion. I don't. Um, they don't play enough of the tape for you to know. It's like oh, something about Travidium or something made up. Yeah, right? and then a hawk. Well, then a hawk gives the impression to Snake when he's laying out um, his uh, his mission and like what why they need the tape and everything. That it's because it's something to do with nuclear fission or fusion. I can't yeah, and which. he's gonna give it to China and the USSR. Yeah, I assume there's like some war going on over. Well, they had World War Three. Yeah, fought in World War Three. But I assume there's like some war over energy would be my guess if nuclear fusion is gonna fix it. Yeah, there is. Um, Snape really, Snake really fucks it up though. There's stuff that was Snape. cut from the original scre- screenplay that talks about more about like the outside world or the society in general at that time, mm-hmm. and it's like all societies like slowly going insane from like poison gas used during World War Three, and it's basically just like or plastics. Yeah, like shit's over. So it's like 2019. Yeah, <laughs> it's 1997. Um, yeah, they're they Carpenter had like a pretty grim view of the future, uh, judging by they live and uh, yeah. escape from New York. And unfortunately, he wasn't wrong. He was just like, you know, 20 years too early. And uh, he thought it would be more uh, more visually appealing than it actually is. <laughs> yeah, because everything still just kind of looks like the same. Uh, he was actually inspired to write this. Um, in the seventies, because of the Watergate scandal. Oh, yeah. But then no one wanted to purchase it at that Fuck. time because they're like, "No, this is way too grim. We need to heal after the Watergate scandal." You get ready, guys. And then, uh, yeah. So once the Trump stuff um, reaches its final conclusion, which seemingly it's not going to. Oh. Something will Hold happen, your breath. Something's going to happen. Yeah, but after that, I guess we'll get some pretty cool movies. Yeah, uh, we're getting like... Uh, I can't wait to see how Marvel addresses. <laughs> yeah, I really think Marvel, Disney's going to bet their, their uh, cash cow on that one. Mm-hmm. Well, I've according to the internet, um, all Marvel movies are political feminist agendas or some bullshit. I mean, they definitely have like um, a, They're a, a liberally social, socially liberal... They have inclusiveness in their films. Yeah. But, but it's, I mean, someone, another pop culture figure that I can't remember the name of talked about this concept um, in postmodernism. He's a philosopher, he's French. He's like the main inspiration that the Wachowskis got for The Matrix. He talked about uh, this sort of idea where you can't tell reality from unreality or truth from 
fiction at a certain point, which is kind of just where we're at now. I feel like there's also like the idea of like the society of the spectacle, which is kind of what we're living through now. No, I don't think so. That doesn't seem right. Oh. I don't know. Basically, it's all just gone to shit. <laughs> just as John Carpenter predicted in um, They Live, which is about the Zionist conspiracy. <laughs> this also is about Zionism somehow. This, yeah, because it's about um, Palestine. <laughs> uh, there's parallels you could draw to a lot of stuff. Uh, John Carpenter does have very sort of far left political views that are inserted in, into a lot of his movies. Especially for the time period, because um, he's like, fuck Reagan, fuck Thatcher. These are what my movies are about. <laughs> like, the president in this film um, is meant to be like a cross of Reagan and Thatcher. They don't explore it too much in the final product, because like I said, a lot of the screenplay got cut. But there was going to be a lot of like corrupt numbskullery for the president. <laughs> and he is basically just a coward in the film. So Yeah, yeah, I guess it's true. Uh, y'all, you don't really get to see much of it. You get a little f- f- some flashes of uh, mm-hmm. what he's like. Yeah, he's no Harrison Ford in Air Force One. No, that's true. Thing. Yeah, Harrison Ford, you get off my plane. Get off my plane. Get off my plane. He, uh, he, Harrison Ford would shake that escape pod. That escape pod is weird as shit. He looks like he's a super saiyan. <laughs> or just a saiyan, rather. Yeah. Um, I, you'd think they'd make it a little bit less conspicuous. Well, I think the idea is that, you know, the Air, Air Force One crashes and they find that pod really quick. So it's yeah. supposed to be really conspicuous. I don't think they're expecting the president to crash in the middle of hostile enemy territory. Yeah, in the middle of Zoo York. <laughs> zoo York. The zoo York. The zoo York. Let's talk about the fiction of this. So they just decided to wall off Manhattan. I guess, well, because the 70s... Um, you gotta remember what the New, uh, York was, New York was like in like the late yeah. 70s, early 80s. Even really up until like around Clinton. Clinton mm, it was like a really like violent crime. It had like a really... Uh, yeah, it was just run down and dirty and grimy. <laughs> yeah, and then even like the prisoners resemble like New York gangs from the 70s and yeah. 80s. When they, they fucking dressed like comic book characters. <laughs> <laughs> Not filmed in New York at all, though, except for when they're at the Statue of Liberty. That's the only, they're the only film production at that time that got to film on Liberty Island or whatever it's called. Oh, really? Yeah, but other than that, um, none of it's filmed in New York. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that you have to. It's filmed in uh, East St. Louis in Illinois, um, because I guess they recently had a huge fire. Oh, and, and it looked even more destroyed. Yeah, and they just like couldn't afford to fix any of that shit, so they just had big parts of the city that were just ruined. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we'll film there. It's perfect for New York turned into a jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then otherwise they use a lot of matte paintings to make it look like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, there's... Um, yeah, there's some cool miniature work in there, too. Mm-hmm. So, it's a great movie. Once again, John Carpenter knows how to make a movie. It's about an hour and a half long. There's really not too much fat in it. No. It's yeah, just it's like, all right, fucking, here's what we're going to do. Uh, I also like that they don't try to shoehorn, just like in They Live, they don't try to shoehorn like a romantic angle into this. Uh, for a moment. Um, you Kurt, think they're going to. Yeah, that's Kurt Russell's actual wife at the time. Oh, whoa. That's not Goldie Hawn. Nope. And they're not actually married. Before Goldie Hawn, John Carpenter's wife is in the movie. That's uh, the woman who plays Maggie is John Carpenter's mm. wife. Yeah, and she has a gruesome death. She has <laughs> yeah. like the most the the like, that's the hardest death in that in this movie. Yeah, the most brutal death you've seen. Let's uh, let's truck soundtrack for a second. Um, 
Don't be surprised if the, some of the Dungeons and Dragons music starts to sound a little bit like Escape from New York soundtrack. <laughs> a little John Carpenter. A little, yeah. little synthy, a little John Carpenter. I liked it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, that's dun, why dun, dun, um, dun. those two dudes made a whole TV series about it called Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> about the soundtrack? Yeah. Well, <laughs> nah, they just copied everything John Carpenter ever did. <laughs> a little bit of... Not uh, really. There's some Goonies thrown in there, A little there classic too. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, there's some Spielberg, some uh, Richard Donner. Yeah. Well, yeah, Goonies. It's a, some. Um, it's an 80s pulpery of... It's a, it's a hack job. <laughs> That's what I would call it. <laughs> Two hacks. <laughs> what about Quentin Tarantino? Uh, so, Quentin Car- there, I do think there's a degree of difference between Quentin Tarantino and most other filmmakers or content creators who just completely rip off. I believe uh, the old adage is that... Um, uh, oh, shit, I'm going to get it wrong. But like, if I'm, I'll paraphrase, but good creators borrow, great creators steal. I guess that could be the case, but usually Tarantino isn't doing like one for one translations of someone else's films. Like, there'll be homages to it. Characters might even have the same name, they might even reflect characters from other films, but he's not like stealing direct shots from other films a lot. I mean, there's some direct shots, yes, but well, yeah, like when um, Oren gets her head chopped off, that's like uh, directly from what the. Snow Woman or Snow Queen? Snow I can't Queen, remember. Something like that. Yeah. So he does do it as well, but um, I don't know. He's just a better filmmaker than a lot of people, so it's kind of easy to just be like, cool, thanks for showing me that. <laughs> and I mean, he seems like fucking weirdo. Uh, I don't, <laughs> Not him, no. <laughs> I don't like him personally, but I don't think he's made a bad film. I don't know. Like, his weakest is probably Death Proof, and that's still a really fun movie. It's got Kurt Russell. Yeah, he's Stuntman Mike. <laughs> Stuntman Mike. It's, I really like the shot where they show the crash from, like, every one of the passengers' perspective, so you get to see, like, all of them die, like, limbs coming off. <laughs> <laughs> or or when the front tire of Kurt Russell's car goes through, like, the windshield and, like, grinds off, um, like, Rosario, not Rosario Dawson, but one of the other yeah, female characters' faces. So, yeah, that was pretty brutal. I also think a lot of people like Planet Terror more, but uh, Death Proof is more like an actual grindhouse film than Planet Terror is. Because hmm. usually you didn't have the budget to do all the crazy shit they were doing in Planet yeah, yeah, Terror, yeah, so it would just be a lot of dialogue and weird shit. Well, it's that uh, said, yeah. um, like a grindhouse movie is like one big action sequence yeah. uh, that they spent all the budget on. <laughs> and then everything else is just bad Window dressing, yeah. And, yeah. Window dressing, maybe see some titties, uh, you know. That sort of thing. So once again, uh, it's just film illiteracy <laughs> run rampant on the internet. <laughs> all these people out here watching fucking Stranger Things, all this dumb bullshit. We're not gonna have any fans of this podcast. No, we're not. You're pissing off everybody. <laughs> I'm just pissing on all this shit. Why does everyone just make this stupid shit all the time? <laughs> Buy our stuff. Yeah, it's just um mainstream cultures. I just have no affiliation with it at all anymore I'm like actively like anti like i don't want to exist in mainstream society you sound real dumb right now you know but i'm serious like i don't want to have a regular job or that's why we're like, doing this podcast yeah, i just like don't want to participate a lot you want to uh, check out mm-hmm. that's right i want to drop in what was the Wait, fucking what did the acid was a drop acid jump 
tune in, drop out. I don't know. Whatever. Drop in, check out. Whatever. Whatever Timothy Leary says. Speaking of going against mainstream society, Snake Plissken. Yeah. Well, we first we got to drop the uh, the fucking opening scroll in this movie. Um, oh, um, I so I don't like that. There's an opening. The opening scroll is fine, but then someone reads it to you, anyways. Yeah. So why couldn't it just been dialogue or the one text? or the other narration or opening scroll? Not both. Also, there's Jamie Lee Curtis. Was it? Yeah, uncredited. Oh, good for her. Well, I didn't recognize it. John Carpenter and her friends. Yeah. Uh, so that part's cool as Jamie Lee Curtis, but I don't. Yeah, I don't like that it's text on the screen and it's also being read for some mm-hmm. reason. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I guess it was probably good for us as little kids. But I feel like I could read by the time I saw Escape from New York. I don't I'm know. I'm sure I could have. I don't know. Another big problem is he doesn't play basketball or surf on a giant <laughs> in the Los Angeles River in this one. I was gonna when they get to the uh, uh, the boxing scene. I'm like, oh, it's time to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it's not quite as good as the sequel. <laughs> I will say in the sequel's favor, it doesn't have Bruce Campbell as the uh, Surgeon General of Beverly Hills. He's in Escape from L.A.? Yeah, it's the Surgeon General of Beverly Hills. Uh, this movie's got Lee Van Cleef in it, though. It sure Old does. Angel Eyes. Sentenza. <laughs> uh, he looks like he's about 80 years old in this, but I think he's in his mid-50s. No, I think he's probably approaching 60 at this point. No, because he's only he around... He died at like 62 or 63, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he's also only around Clint Eastwood's age. So. Yeah. He just looks real hard for all these, I think. Mm-hmm. He lived a rough... Well, that's when he's in um, The Good and the Bad and the Ugly. I think he's only like 30, maybe? Yeah, that's true, right? And he looks way older than 30 <laughs> when you think about it. But people aged differently back then, it seems like. It's all the smoking. Smoking and coffee and... Uh, I don't think, hopefully coffee doesn't age you, otherwise I'm in big trouble. Standing outside in the sun all the time? Yeah, I don't know what people are doing back then. <laughs> if you're smoking a lot and standing out in the sun, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. It's also got our, our good buddy from around the crease, Tom Atkins. Yep, he's there. Thrill me! He's like, thrill me, boys. Uh, <laughs> except for he's just kind of like a goon for Hawk, Lee Van Cleef. Yeah, he's like a second-in-command. He's yeah, not yeah. thrilling anybody in this one. Harry Dean Stanton's in it, too. He's a... Uh, he's brain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a classic character actor from the 70s and 80s. He's an alien and I don't know, all sorts of shit. Harry Dean Stanton's cool. He's got a cool name, Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> He's gonna keep saying it the full name, Harry Dean Stanton. So, yeah, anyways, we mean Harry. This is where I mean Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton playing the brain. Um, Harold. Like I said, uh, John Carpenter's wife plays Pinky. We get like a weird setup into this. For first, we get like Snake being taken into the prison, and then uh, Hawk Lee Van Cleef shows up talking to Tom Atkins. And he's, Tom's like, oh, there's a p- p- plane that's showing up on radar. A plane, I don't know. The record identifies itself as David 14 and then cut out. Why was it David 14, you'd think? I don't know. Oh. Uh, yeah, so Snake is going to prison for something else at this point. Like, he's not brought in specifically to help the president. It's just a nice coincidence. Yeah, it's like some bank robbery shit, I think. Yeah, it's in... He seems like he's real famous and for being a kind of an outlaw. Well, the original screenplay... Um, opens with the bank heist that ah. gets him arrested and stuff but he's also ex-special forces right yeah he fought in world war three yeah he flew the gulf fire over leningrad, leningrad. whatever that means <laughs> <laughs> fucking take that leningrad uh except for the fall of soviet union wasn't that like 1991 yeah so now yeah 
So, 10 years after this movie came out, his future was already... The future presented in the film was already negated by real life. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess, but you gotta... You can't... He's having, like, a near-future dystopia. He knew it wasn't gonna work out. Also, 1997, you think you're gonna have a whole prison island by then? I guess, based on the you violence could. at the time, it was like, well, maybe. <laughs> and then, the, the, the um, real, like, high-future power of the system, or... The man, compared to everyone just being shitty, he was accurate about that. Yeah. Like, that worked out for him. Well, I mean, that was true in his day, too. Yeah, right? That was, like, that was the reason for the suffering of New York, really, is because of economic policy. Mm-hmm. And the same thing for big parts of England with Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> you laissez-faire economic policy? Let the free Neoliberalism? Market, let the free market decide. Speaking of which... I'll go off on another tangent about weirdos on the internet. Uh, what's the deal? So, everyone loves Steam, but the Epic Store is just Nazis. They're buying up all these games oh, to make an exclusive, exclusive one. Well, it's probably because Epic gives the creators more money. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is that, um, so I'm obviously, man, I don't give a fuck about capitalism or the free market or any of that bullshit. A lot of these people that are like, no, Steam only, no competition from Epic are the same sort of people that are always talking about how great capitalism is and blah, blah. So what I'm saying is these people are hypocrites and they have no actual morals or ideals. They just don't want to have to install another launcher on their computer. <laughs> They're brand loyalists. <laughs> I mean, I uh, I don't like exclusive content just because I would prefer... Um, to be able to buy my video game on my computer anywhere. And if it's going to get to the point where I have to go to like Epic store for this game or uh, uh, like Sony store for this game or EA store for this game, then I'll just go back to pirating games. Cause fuck you guys, man. This is just so much easier to install a launcher and download the game than it is to find like a good pirated copy. of this game. <laughs> I don't think it's that hard these days, to be uh, honest. I can do it. I just, it does not seem like a big deal to me at all. I, I like, that's straight up, like, Epic's giving the publishers and developers more money for hosting their games. Like, of course they're gonna right. go to Epic. Like, and what, Steam's not that fucking good anyways. It's yeah. a mess half the time. It's got all this shit on there. <laughs> like, what, what's the I big... just don't, like, it's just such annoying to put all this extra shit on my computer that I know they're going to be tracking shit I do on. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, I'm sick of this I shit. I mean, they're going to do it anyways. Well, I'm not going to, well, no, I don't have, oh, I have Steam, I guess, but well, maybe I'll install it. Like, I just, like, straight up don't play video games very much anymore anyways. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I don't care. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's not important. I have no skin in the game. <laughs> You're just going to get mad at people for no reason? Well, just because the hypocrisy of it. like Because it is people like YouTube personalities and yeah. Twitter goons that absolutely are like, no, fuck socialism. I love free market capitalism is the best. And then there's... Yeah, this is free market capitalism. Free market capitalism going. And they're like, no, this is bullshit. This is oh, terrifying. The video game industry. No, it's, this is the shit you like, you dummy. <laughs> so that part, the hypocrisy of it bothers me. But then also, I don't personally care that much. I do. I just don't want to have to install all this shit on my computer that I, I don't know. Yeah, I would like to. I would actually prefer not to have to ha install Steam on my computer and just download. If I'm buying a game from a storefront, just let me download the yeah. game. Like I don't. That would make sense too. Yeah, or yeah, like why do they all have to have launchers? Like why can't I just go to um, Epic's website 
And they're like, here you go. Give us money. Here's the link. I think you know why, Kyle. Is it so they can get metadata and uh, sell it's, it? It's metadata. It's uh, some weird form of uh, anti-piracy shit they have. Mm-hmm. And it's all kinds of crap. Hooray! I mean, I mean like... Boring that, dystopia. dystopia yeah, boring just, Like, yeah. Like, so, I have a problem with both of them because they are just capitalist monoliths that are collecting metadata and selling it and tracking and like it's just fucking shitty stuff that every company does and companies are whack yeah i mean like the other thing the argument that steam is somehow better than epic morally because that's what they keep trying to do yeah i mean like for the consumer i don't see a difference yeah it doesn't make a difference to you the part that concerns me is what i I feel like this this the plan is um you know, Epic's gonna buy all these or buy exclusive rights, or other stores gonna buy exclusive rights, mm-hmm. and try to drive all these other competitors out of business. And so that there's like one or two stores, and that that shit I don't want to deal with. Like I'm, yeah. I'm already on the let's break up Amazon, let's break up Google, let's break yeah. up Apple. Is we need some uh, Teddy Roosevelt style trust busting. Yeah, but to that um, argument though, Steam has had a monopoly on for. Yeah, I'm. I, here's my thing. I'm okay with Epic having a store yeah. and EA having a store. I just would like the freedom to buy the game I Wherever. want from any store. Yeah, but I mean, Steam probably should just give more money to publishers and developers because that's absolutely like. Why. But here's the thing: like, the, what will end up happening is Epic was going to give all these monies to publishers and until Steam. But yeah, you know yeah, what you're mean? right. Until they're the only competition, then it's going to be like, pay yeah. us. Yeah. That's true. I mean, that's the same thing. So Disney's gonna have their streaming service. They have so much money, they're gonna be able to push a lot of streaming services like out of the mainstream. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's that's just the that's that's, uh, that's free market capitalism. Capitalism run amok. Yeah. That's but, how you know what? Let's get some regulations in this bitch. No, because if we <laughs> regulate shit, then no, no, let's regulate this bitch. It'll be socialism. <laughs> you don't want socialism. Regulating capitalism is socialism. God damn it. <laughs> it's socialism. I'm gonna I, ugh, I'm gonna punch somebody through the arm. You sound like uh, postmodern. <laughs> what is that shit that Jordan Peterson always says? Like he blames everything on postmodern liberalism, which are like too antithetical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, people. Fuck Jordan Peterson. Fuck Ben Shapiro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck Joe Rogan too. Fuck you. Fuck all of you. Yeah. Um, I just fuck the internet. Yeah, worthless shits. Except for us. Yeah, with Space Force. Space Force. You actually were. We, I forgot we were talking about Escape from New York. Yeah. But, I mean. It ties in. Escape from New York is a very political movie. That's why. We should really not watch your own Carpenter movies. I guess the. (laughs) Big Trouble in Little China isn't so political. I mean, it might be. It's been a while since I've seen it. There might be some, like, um, ideas about race and stuff in it. Um, there definitely is gonna be. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it. But no, I think that's the best part of John Carpenter movies. Um, and now that I think about it, it sort of informed my beliefs at a really young age. It, not really consciously, but it was. I just... For some reason, government corruption and exploitation and that sort of thing, I always just took as an obvious fact at a really young age. I'm not sure why. Yeah, I'm guessing it's because of like our. Well, I mean, part of it's our parents, and part of yeah. it's like the kind of shit we grew up watching. And but yeah, no, just anytime people are shocked, oh, what would you say? Well, no, yeah, like this is what happens. <laughs> you can't trust the police. This is America. <laughs> <laughs> can't trust the government. <laughs> so here's what it is. 
We're not gonna talk, we're not we're not really gonna get too much. Well, we gotta talk that. about uh, Snake Pliskin's the inspiration for Solid Snake. Oh yeah, he's even calls himself Pliskin in Metal Gear Solid, Solid too. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, after I finish the Resident Evil series, which fuck, I'm already ready to be done with it. I'm gonna play Metal Gear. Oh, that'd be cool. That's yeah. better than Resident Evil. Metal Gear Solid, I should say. Not that I won't play the original Metal Gear. Yeah, the over the top, mm-hmm. or I mean, like. Top down, top not down. over the top. But <laughs> some of it is pretty weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, that continues throughout the whole series. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, yeah was just like the craziest, most interesting video game dude of all time. <laughs> he wanted to be a filmmaker rather than make video games. And I think that comes across. Um, Death Stranding is probably going to be amazing. Because he had to rely so much on dialogue before they were able to do like facial mm-hmm. capturing software and stuff. But now, like, the actors can actually act. So I think it won't be so just, like... I got, Alicon. Yeah. Like, we Metal gotta, Gear. Because you so, relied so Girl. much on the codec, right? Yeah. Codec conversations with, like, animated faces and stuff. Like, well, no, doesn't necessarily need to do that anymore. Uh, Alicon. Alicon. I want you inside me. <laughs> yeah, so Snake Plissken is the inspiration for Solid Snake. That's why you got the eye patch. Um, the mullet. I mean, Snake Plissken doesn't really have a mullet. He's he, just got wrestler hair. No, he definitely had a mullet in like Metal Gear Solid um, One. No, Snake Plissken. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah I thought you. I got. Uh, yeah, I, I got confused. With no, the, no, no, Snake. no, no. Solid Snake has the mullet all the time. Um, like straight up the original eight bit. Oh, it wasn't on Nintendo at first. What shitty game console was that? Um, what? They're... Yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it, they definitely just copied Snake Plissken and Kurt Russell for the uh, game cover. Hell yeah. Um, and so the eye patch idea was Kurt Russell's. So technically, Kurt Russell created the Solid Snake. Oh. And also, Kurt Russell was trying to be Clint Eastwood in this film. So Solid Snake's technically Clint Eastwood <laughs> with an eye patch. And hmm. so Kurt Russell creates Solid Snake. <laughs> and that's why he's the greatest 80s action star. <laughs> um, I fucking, we'll talk about the movie a little bit, I guess. Here's what it is. President's plane's gone down. He's got a special tape. Uh, Snake Plissken's brought in for an unrelated crime. Luckily, he's there right when they figure out, oh shit, it's Air Force One, day yeah. 14. And... Uh, Hawk, Lee Van Cleef, he's got a really good idea because he knows Snake Plissken's the shit. <laughs> They're going to send Snake in. Yeah, he's going on a rescue mission. Are you the, a bad enough dude to rescue the president? Because Snake right. Plissken is. Contra was definitely after Escape from New York, right? Oh, yeah. Well, this is 81. I think so, Contra's like Contra was probably inspired by Escape from New York. Maybe too, later right? than that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, Contra, it's it's like uh, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger team up to save the president. Yeah. It should have been. Kurt Russell and... Another Kurt Russell. <laughs> two, two Kurt Russells. Two Kurt Russell. It's Kurt Russell from Escape from New York and Kurt Russell from Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's got to go in and rescue the president, and he's like, "Man, this is fucking garbage." But Hawk offers to basically pardon, him. absolve him, give yeah. him a pardon. He's like, "Yeah, I guess I'm going in anyways." Yeah, he's like, "I'm give thinking me damn about paper." Thinking about it. I mean, you notice he's uh, way quieter than everyone else in this movie. Yeah, because he's trying to be clean. So I guess. He's, uh, he's, Talking with gravel in his mouth. Which is interesting because uh, Lee Van Cleef's in this movie. <gasps> the man with no name and angel eyes. <laughs> but I guess it's actually Kurt Russell as Snake Plissken as Clint Eastwood. <laughs> and the bad. Angel eyes as a government authority. <laughs> it's like the warden? 
Of Manhattan? No, he's said he's like the. They gave him his title, police chief or something. Yeah, like he's the chief, prison man. chief, or yeah, he says his title at one point, and it's yeah, he's he's the big boss man, the only law that the WWF ever had. <laughs> um, well, now there's one riled out there. I wonder what WrestleMania is gonna be like today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the big boss man is dead. Who's gonna like, police WrestleMania, which is tonight? <laughs> they should have a little boss man, a new boss man, <laughs> the new boss man. Yeah, they're sending them in. He's going to fly in a little glider. This thing's cool as fuck. Yeah, a it is cool. glider. And also, I love like the display inside of it. and the Like the vector wave display? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they uh, actually... Computers that could do wireframing at that point were uh-huh. way too expensive for the film. So what it is is... Uh, they took the scale model they had for New York and just put like white tape on it. Oh, really? And then used like a, a camera lens on the camera and just moved it around through the model. Oh, man. And that's so cool. just like playing on his screens. And that shit's dope. Like, you don't have to worry about... <laughs> that's using your ass, John Carpenter. Yeah, well, that's what's cool about these old, older films is they had to find a way to work around... Well, I mean, older films with low budget. Yeah, they had to find a way to work around technology and stuff. Nowadays, like, fucking... They'll just shit that out on a computer and it'll <laughs> look like garbage. Because no one put any thought or care into it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we just gotta... We'll, we'll render it. It'll just be two weeks. Here you go. Oh, yeah, it looks like garbage. Perfect for this <laughs> next Marvel film. You're shitting on Marvel an awful lot again. <laughs> I just, I'm getting tired of it, man. I hope they, they, they're not taking a break after Endgame, are they? No. No. Like, fucking. Gotta keep that. Well, I mean, here, they're only, they, only, they release one or two or movies something. a year, so it's not like they're super saturating it compared to like. Yeah. Well, once again, it's just, I see it so much on the internet. Like, yeah. Even, well, I mean, just don't. I don't why I don't, do you spend so much fucking time on the internet, man? I guess I don't really, because like I during the week when I'm at work, I don't really much at all. But I don't. That's what I mean. Is I it's stuff that's I'm things that I'm checking out on the internet are completely unrelated to it. But it's just like it's just there in your face everywhere. Yeah, fuck the internet. Speaking of uh, Marvel movies, Star Lord's dad is Snake Plissken. Did you know that? Yeah, he's the Living Planet Ego. Ego. Ego the Carpathian. <laughs> Uh, they give him a bunch of cool shit before he goes. Yeah, in. he gets some ninja stars. Yeah, he's got ninja stars. He's got, got a throwing knife, but he uses, but he doesn't use the ninja stars. Which he's got a handgun with a scope on it for some reason. He doesn't use the scope ever. Well, Maggie does. Doesn't uh, she? Oh well, no, when not she really. tries to shoot, uh, what the Duke of New York? The Duke. Not really. She's like got it out in front. I guess maybe she's using it a little bit, but I feel like the effectiveness too far of the away. scope doesn't work when it's like a, <laughs> a foot away from here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he's got uh, an Uzi, like a machine gun, yeah, with a huge ass suppressor on it, and a scope, and he uses that mostly until the Duke takes it. The Duke kills a couple guards with it at one point, but otherwise he just mostly intimidates the president. <laughs> they should have shown the president wetting himself like Jackie Chan, <laughs> or in, like, like in Police, Police Story. Story yeah. Uh, yeah, so he flies that glider in. Um, I like when he, so he has to land on the World Trade Center, which is pretty cool. And he's got like a grappling hook on the glider to like yeah. stop it. I thought that was pretty cool too. Um, yeah. uh, when we were watching, of course, like, oh shit, the World Trade Center. <laughs> it's was it's kind of weird seeing it in a movie now. Because they, yeah, yeah, they guess. scrubbed it from everything. Yeah. Well, remember the, so Spider-Man. the first Spider-Man yeah. trailer had the World Trade Center in it. And then they had to take it out because by the time the movie came out, it was after 9-11, right? Mm-hmm. Man, remember what life was like before 9-11? Not really. Sort of. It's been so long. 
Um, yeah, so he lands on the World Trade Center. Uh, he immediately starts fiddling with the electric box. Well, he has to get the He's got to take working. the freight elevator down. Yeah. Uh, the top of the World Trade Center, or the set they used for it, seemed pretty small for how big the World Trade Center is. Yeah, actually. I feel like the, <laughs> the square footage rise would have been a bigger roof. Yeah. Like, he didn't have a lot of room to land. Uh-huh. And then, granted, it's still a roof, so he would, I'm sure he would have had trouble, but it seemed like he should have had some it, more space. Well, it had... It was like a 100-square-foot cube. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm pretty sure the top of the World Trade Center was way <laughs> Like, my fucking that. backyard's bigger than that. Yeah. Dude, that part's a little weird. Yeah, and then he's obviously on a set for the roof. Like, you could tell, like, the ventilation system is not actually made of metal. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the elevator cabinet that it sits in, you know, it's just, like... You, you could, like, knock it <laughs> like over. Like something you and I made with some cardboard? Yeah, it's like paper mache. <laughs> But it's cool. I like the set work. At least they're trying. Um, then as he goes to the World Trade Center, it's like actual. He's in some building that they dressed up. Yeah, someone's following him around, which I guess is why the crazies are there when the brain tries to get the glider later. Um, no, the Redskins is what they're called. Is that what they're called? The, or just the, the crazy people? No, because he says, his brain says, ah, the damn Redskins, because they have like a Native American theme. <laughs> and yeah, I noticed that at the end. I was like, oh, okay. It's the Washington Redskins. <laughs> yeah, so someone's in the building with them because there's that synthesizer sting. And there's a, there's a shadow that runs past mm-hmm. in the background. But um, nothing specifically comes of that, though. I guess maybe the ending. I think that's but, what we're supposed to think. I don't know. Yeah, so this is the one part that I don't really get. Like yeah. this scene, and then at the end, where like the brain, the president are on the roof, and Snake Plissken shows up. Like, where did all those other guys that he, the brains fighting come from? Um, presumably, they maybe they live in the World Trade Center, or... and they figured out that. Yeah, that's my yeah, guess. Yeah, but... I'm, I'm. It might be from the script being edited down that it's not all in there. But um, the first thing he does is he goes to the crash plane, right? Yeah. He's just like, I'll go check it out, I guess. Well, I think he's trying to see if there's any other survivors. Because he, um, he phones Hawk and he's like, ah, someone else gets out. Yeah, everyone's deed. Uh, and he starts tracking the president's heart monitor. Mm-hmm. And, he, uh, and that's when we go through like the hobo horror house. Well, I mean, it's like first a, it's like a theater. Yeah. Like, you gotta have some entertainment. <laughs> so it's a bunch of weird prisoner dudes watching other weird prisoner mm-hmm. dudes perform a... Uh, Really like tongue in cheek, like everyone's coming to New York for <laughs> stabbing and killing and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ernest Borgnine and Cabby's there, and he's just having a grand old time. You mean uh, like, <laughs> Ernesto Borgino? <laughs> I found out his name's actually super Italian. Um, it's kind of like uh, when you learn out, uh, learn uh, um, Charlie Sheen and Martin Sheen's real name, Estevez. Yeah, Estevez. Yeah. Well, Emilio's their sons and brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just use my real name. I don't want to write off your coattails, Dad. Everyone knows Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but and they're, and they're Uncle Joe. <laughs> yeah, Joe Estevez, right? Yeah. He's in, uh, what's the Life Stealer? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That, He's that in a couple of Mystery yeah. Science Theater style movies. Some of those are good. Manos, The Hands of Fate. <laughs> He's not in that one, though. Oh, he's not? I thought he was. Um... Well, so he does take a side door out of the theater, and that's when he goes to like Hobo Hell. Oh yeah, Hobo Horror House. Yeah, it is like a horror. It's kind of it's the setup to me is like a horror house. Yeah, where you're walking around and there's like a theme room and like another theme <laughs> room. And, like, another first theme. theme is rape. Yeah, <laughs> first first thing is theft, and then rape is the last uh, theme. No, the, that's just, so the first room is he goes into. It's like three dudes um tossing that woman around. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then. The next room is uh, theft. a seemingly weak guy that Snake confronts, but then 
oh, surprise, there's a knife guy and a club guy. <laughs> but Snake just dispatches him. And the other guy's like, all right, I'm fucking leaving. Uh, I'm walking here. I'm, I'm walking. walking. I'm, I'm walking. And then the third room is, uh, he sees someone's got the president's tracker on. And he's just getting pummeled to the back of the head. <laughs> like, there's some dude who's just over him punching it. And it sounds like a wet meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sound effects for the fights in this movie are amazing. Um, so, but Snake kicks the dude in the ass. Like, yeah. the guy punching him. He just disappears. Yeah, and that's take enough for him. He, like, falls into a hallway and he's gone. Uh, it's not the president though it's some drunk <laughs> some drunk crazy man yeah. I always knew I was going to be the president <laughs> so he calls hail to the chief he's the chief and he needs hail. I like that he, he calls Hawk and it's like, <laughs> he he's not the, the president and he's like here listen <laughs> and he goes like, because all Hawk knows is that the, the heart rate monitor cut yeah. out and he's like oh shit the president's dead <laughs> no he just knocked it off well then that science guy is like well he could have just been Hit or something. It's powerfully weak. Oh, we forgot to mention that uh, Snake's got these little explosives in his main oh, arteries damn. in his throat. We cut past the explosive part. So uh, there's a literal ticking to- ticking clock in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's got 22 hours to get the president out because the president needs to be able to be at that summit or at least participate in the summit. So it's that a good way to build tension. A give clock. nuclear technology to the communist powers. <laughs> um, and then also, uh, he's got these explosive devices in his arteries that are on essentially the same timer. And then the only way to stop him is like the last 15 seconds of that timer. They're going to shoot x-rays into him and uh, disrupt the charge. So, uh, they basically got him. They got Snake. <laughs> he's got to participate. Otherwise, his throat will get blown up. And he's pretty stressed out about it. As you would be, I guess. Yeah, he's not a fan. No, he's real. He tells Hawk he's gonna kill him, Mm -hmm. which is a promise he doesn't follow through with. He's not a man that keeps his promises. It's interesting. His name is like Hawk, but it's like H A U K. Yeah, and some people say it kind of weird. Hawk, Hawk. All right, let's do it, Hawk. Because they read the script instead of just hearing it. Uh, yeah, so after that, he's like, all right, get me out of here. This fucking bullshit. The president's dead. And Hawk's just like, nope. You got, you got 18 hours. You got 18 hours, bud. <laughs> you get that glider, I'll shoot you down. You climb on the walls, I'll shoot you in the face. Yep. You, you swim, I'll hold your head underwater. And then I like uh, um, Snake just like, ah, oh, fuck. And he walks outside, pulls up a chair, and he just sits there. <laughs> What the fuck am I supposed to do now? Because he has no lead. Yeah, he, he's I got almost, nothing. <laughs> he's a bad enough dude to find the president. That's all he needs. I guess. I don't know what I would do at that point. Probably just sit there and be like, what the fuck? Have you ever seen that that uh, Batman comic? It's just a caption of like one page. And he's like wandering through the streets. He's like, has anybody seen the Joker? <laughs> That's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> you seen the president? Has anybody seen the president? That's, That's kind of what he does. Well, That's another interesting thing about it is... Rather than being covert about his mission, like everyone he runs into, he's like, I'm here to get the president. <laughs> uh, like the, the man sent me to get the president, so can you help? Can you help a brother out? Help me, please. Uh, as yeah. he's chilling, though, this is when the the creeps come out. Yeah. Crazies. The crazies. They live. In, they mentioned they live in like the subway tunnels and the sewers and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Creeps come out at night. <sighs> and presumably they're like cannibals come out or something. I guess. Maybe they're... not cannibals explicitly, but they just like kill and maim and do I f- whatever. I feel like there's an implication of some cannibalism because mm-hmm. when he goes into the restaurant or whatever it is. Chock full of nuts. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's right. Chock full of nuts. I forgot about that. <laughs> it literally is chock full of nuts. Oh, whoa. <laughs> what a joke. Um, yeah, she's like, ah, oh, it's the end of the month. They're out of food. 
Yeah, it's like they're coming out to eat people. Or yeah, well, I guess they could be stealing could food, be but I like time. to think that they're eating people. Well, um, they snatch her. Yeah, they snatch her up in the through the floor, and then the the chase sequence. Um, it's actually it's it's actually kind of scary. Like he did a really good job with it because mm-hmm. it's like it turns into a zombie movie a little bit. So uh, I really like that. They're in chock full of nuts. Um, that's Kurt Russell's wife. And she's like, oh, I could think of a lot of things. Why you want to take me out of here? Let's kiss. Yeah. But the kiss is interrupted because she gets snatched up by a zombie. I man. know the worst thing is she still had snake cigarettes. So he's out cigarettes now. Oh, uh, yeah. She had the whole pack. <laughs> um, but we also get this is kind of the first implication we get that Snake is famous. Well, I guess there's Cabby before this, too. Yeah. Uh, but like, like, Snape is like is. a famous person outside of uh, prison and outside of his work at, in the military. Yeah. And everyone uh, always says, oh, I thought you were dead. Mm-hmm. Everyone who says that. Dies. <gasps> Where also, I guess it's apparently a reference to a John Wayne movie, where like everyone who meets him and hears his name says the same thing. Yeah. I don't remember that John Wayne movie, and I watched a lot of John it's Wayne called, movies uh, as a kid. Amazing Jake or something. Uh, might be one of dad, the one dad doesn't watch. Well, dad only watched like the good ones. I feel no, like. he didn't watch only the good ones. Well, mostly. Oh, well, I remember <laughs> mostly remember the Searchers and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Well, maybe I just remember the good ones, <laughs> like Rio Bravo and, and the, the Searchers. searchers. Yeah. The ones that John Ford made. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm a big fan of Genghis Khan. <laughs> Genghis Khan. Um, That's the one that gave the Duke cancer, right? Oh, shit. Ernest Borgnine is in the Wild Bunch. That's, That's cool. I forgot about that. That's one of my favorite westerns of all time. Sam Peckinpah, he's the first person to use squibs in a film. Huh. You know, like the shoot yeah, the, the... It's considered so... Um, Violent, offensively violent when it came out. You watch it now; it's obviously it's like, really tame and shit. Yeah, yeah but like, it was mind blowing at the time when it came out. Uh, I like Ernest; he's a good actor, mm-hmm. just a tr- classic, funny. brilliant actor. Didn't they um, remember Sky Captain: The World Tomorrow? Yeah, the movie the, it was a flop, but you know, uh, didn't they basically just uh, use his likeness without actually having him participate in the film for, like the villain? In it? Oh shit! Yeah, I think you're right. I think that was Ernest Borgnine. And, uh, and I mean, they do, they're they going to be doing that all the time now. Well, no, I mean, they're not going to do it without permission. They're going to have all these actors sign, sign like, some contract. really ridiculous yeah. contracts. That, like, well, we own your likeness as it applies to Captain America. Mm-hmm. And shit like that. I'm actually, I'm sure that's already in the contract. That's probably how they got Chris Evans some money to direct. Is, yeah. Uh, sign away your likeness here in some 10 Come years. We're making another Captain America like movie. Goddamn Chris Captain Evans. America movie. It's going it's to be like a fucking ghost is there, buddy. And he's like, uh, I'm I just want to direct. Just wait to see what they do with Princess Leia in the next Star Wars movies, guy. Well, I think she already filmed some of her scenes, right? I don't think she had filmed any of it. Yeah, I don't know how she would have, because she died before yep. Return of the or Last, Last Jedi. Jedi came out, right? Yeah, and they didn't even have a fucking working screenplay at that point. No, I mean, There's I don't no think she J- filmed J- shit. No, I don't think so at all. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I bet they're going to start promoting that lie, though. I could have sw- sworn that they had already admitted that she hadn't filmed anything, but I could be wrong. I guess we'll... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're going to see if they can sneak it in and like not mention <laughs> no it. No one pays attention. Yeah, and like see if they can get it, her to pass as like being a fully CGI character and not mention the truth. I mean, well, she was a fully CGI character in... Um, oh, the... Rogue One? Right? Rogue One, yeah. yeah. But she basically turns around and has like one... One sort of line. Yeah. I know what you mean. I, I know, but I just think they're going to... At some point, they're going to try it to make a... Oh, yeah. I mean, Grandma Moff Tarkin in that movie, too. Yeah. And he does quite a bit more. Mm-hmm. And he... There's, like, a couple scenes where it's, like, pretty uncanny valley. Yeah, But yeah. otherwise, it's like, well, yeah. So they're not far from just doing it straight up all the time anyways. 
Which is crazy, man. Remember in the second Matrix when Neo fights a bunch of and looks Agent Smith really and they look like shitty, yeah, like smudgy video game characters. Mm-hmm. That was like fucking twenty years ago, almost. Because uh, we're all, we're. At I the, mean, actually, I meant to say no. There was a Matrix sequel. <laughs> <laughs> we're at the twentieth anniversary of the first Matrix. This, the end of last month, I think. Now you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna watch Dark City in honor of it. <laughs> you know they literally uh, repainted Dark City sets for the Matrix. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, that's impressive. Also, the Matrix uh, obviously copied Dark City. Um, it specifically, very broadly copied the Invisibles that Grant Morrison comic. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Grant then, Morrison has a lot of people copy his works. So, yeah. Um, really well, the, remember uh, <laughs> this is a weird thing. It's a very Grant Morrison thing, but. Um, uh, at one point, The Invisibles was going to be possibly canceled. Uh-huh. And he had all the fans do a masturbation ritual <laughs> to keep it going. And part of it was also to spread the idea of Invisibles yeah. that reality is not real and blah, 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 blah. And so, like, when Matrix came out and someone asked him about it, and he's like, that's absolutely... I wanted people to get these ideas, so I don't mind if it's spread through another <laughs> avenue. And it's like, Grant Morrison, you crazy Scotchman. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the masturbation ritual worked, and uh, Invisibles didn't get canceled until he was done with it. Yeah, I mean, did it? Hell yeah, man. But it, was it the ritual specifically, or is it just him getting the idea out there that worked? Uh, it's I, just, just his mar- it's marketing work, is what you mean. I guess, yeah. He actually, well, I mean, that's all chaos magic is supposed to be. I'm doing yeah, air I quotes. <laughs> yeah, you can't see it. There is definitely air quotes. <laughs> it's just supposed to be the actualization of your own ideas. So, basically, it's just marketing. promoting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. It's the it's uh, it's the secret, kind of yeah. It's there's yeah, a there's just more <laughs> more steps to it. There's not a lot of uh, difference between say Aleister Crowley and the secret. I forget the guy's name of this. You yeah. know, Op- and Oprah Winfrey. Oh, Aleister Crowley and Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> very similar. Yeah, it's like yeah, they could have if <laughs> Aleister Crowley made it, he could have been on Oprah probably. <laughs> he would have been like the, he would. He's like, a, what you gotta do is you gotta stick your your dick up the, the, the a bald to... man's asshole while he's sucking off. A... No, you gotta. You, all right, what you gotta do is you gotta. And you gotta think of the grand marshal of the tower of pain no you gotta come up with your own sigil and you're gonna focus on that and while you're focusing on that you're gonna try to get a whole bird cage up your ass <laughs> except for it with an english accent i can't i can't sound uh, strained like i'm i'm holding a, a kumquat up my ass yeah. while doing an english accent <laughs> Oh, it's a lot of fun if you've got to put it in the man's butthole. <laughs> I think he probably had a really posh accent, to be honest. I don't, I don't know if I can do that with a pot. I don't have yeah, a really good... Received pronunciation. And you've got to put a whole birdcage up your asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Alistair Crowley's dope. Crowley. Alistair Crowley. I Crowley. It's, I mean, the English name is Crowley, but he's like, no, it's Crowley. Yeah, fuck him. He's yeah, English. Crows are spooky, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit, though. I even have a uh, universal hexagram tattooed on me. With a fucking four-leaf clover in the middle of it. <laughs> well, that's part of the dilemma symbol. It's not a four-leaf clover, it's just a flower. Whatever. Just the petals of a flower. Do what thou wills, the whole of the law. That's eh. just what the lemon is. <laughs> eh. Eh. Okay. Uh, Try and see what happens. Snake Plissken is definitely a thalamite. <laughs> he does what he wills. I guess, but in like a kind of a more uh, down-to-earth sense. 
Oh, yeah, I don't believe in any of the spiritual shit that Aleister Crowley was about. It's fun to read about, but I'm just more like, yeah, that's an interesting philosophy. I support it. But, I mean, consequences for doing what you want, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, I want to do what I want, but I also don't want to, like, fuck anybody else over in the process necessarily. Yeah, but that's I don't want to be a huge asshole. That's still doing what you want. Because that's... But it's not, really, because I'm making a... I'm trading off between... In certain situations, I might be trading off between not, you know, like, really upsetting somebody um, and, like, doing what I want. I guess. But at the end of the day, when you make that choice, I guess it's... it's yeah, we're getting into existential. Let's have a philosophical conversation about Aleister Crowley, who I think is a crazy person. <laughs> I mean, we can. I don't there's, want to. There's a lot of merit to some of his ideas, just because... Wait, 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 which it is? Um, yeah, dilemma. Just, <laughs> that's about it, okay. though. No, not. <laughs> I want to get into a sex magic. Real quick. <laughs> that sex magic shit is fun too, though. <laughs> it's like not gonna do anything. It's fun. That shit's cool. Um, yeah, no sex magic in Escape from New York. Then, <laughs> I mean, his uh, he might have got some in the house chock full of nuts or whatever. <laughs> chock full of nuts. Man, we're getting bad at like talking about the movies, but uh, this same sort of thing happened with They Live, is we just started talking about political shit. <laughs> it's just uh, John Carpenter movies. Yeah, it's a highly politicized movie. Um, so this movie could have used some Roddy Piper. He runs from the creeps, he gets rescued by Ernest Borgnine, who throws a Molotov at him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, you know, fuck these guys. And uh, Abby's been driving a cab in New York for 30 years, which means, is he, is he a prisoner? I, well, yeah, so I'm guessing he was a cab driver before, and also is just a prisoner, too. Yeah, what happened to all the people that lived in New York when they turned into a prison? Did they move out, or were they just locked in with all these prisoners? I kind of get the impression that Cabby ain't no prisoner. I don't know, He's he kind of knows the business, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, that could just be He's just a cab driver <laughs> in New York, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would like to assume they probably moved him out, but... Based on how have grim, you seen this government? Yeah, how grim this future hellscape is. Probably not. Like those might be the crazy. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so he pulls a gun on Cabby, even and though Cabby's, Cabby's been nothing but friendly. Yeah, but he's like, "Fucking tell me who has the president." And Cabby's like, "I would have told you, it's the Duke. Everybody knows the Duke's got the, the Duke, president." Man. Fucking shit. Except yeah. for that poor old Turk girl who got eaten by all the crazies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she didn't know shit though. Well, like she said, she got caught after dark. She hasn't been able to report back into her gang. So she doesn't know like the, the news yet. I do get uh, uh, some Fallout vibes. The cabbie, the whole cabbie sequence. Mm-hmm. That's a character that you could put in Fallout and fit real real nice. Yeah, I mean... Uh, cabbie, the brain, the Duke of New York, it all has a very... Yeah, that's all... Sh- you can. They basically did all those characters it's in Fallout. Fallout yeah. And just gave them different names and shit. It's not like video games have their own creative ideas. Yeah. It's like, oh, I saw it in a movie. Here's a, let's go over to some other grounds we've tread over in this broadcast. <laughs> I saw it in a movie. Let's put it in the game. And then dorks on the internet are like, wasn't this scene awesome that they stole from a movie? I I, I haven't played the first two falls in a long time, but my recollection is they do a better job of play, paying homage to the, the ideas yes, as rather opposed than to just copying stealing them. Yeah. Uh, that's even like Red, the first Red Dead Redemption has, I feel like it's more an homage to Westerns rather than directly stealing scenes from assassination of Jesse James. <laughs> but I guess they probably would have done it back then too. They just didn't have the technology to render it right. <laughs> um, so uh, Kurt Russell's like, oh, I guess take me to the Duke then. <laughs> yeah, well, no one can see the Duke though. Yeah. Because you know why? 
It's fucking Isaac Hayes. <laughs> yeah. You, you damn right. You damn right. Um, yeah, so the Duke of New York is Isaac Hayes. Uh, but he does... He looks fly as shit in this movie. Yeah, um, Borgnine does take him to see the brain. The brain. Who's kind of... He, I guess he just... He's, you know, a lackey for the Duke. So yeah, he's like a... He runs a little bit independently, but... Yeah, he's like a... He's the brain power. Yeah. He's the mind. When the Duke needs something done, the brain figures it out. Yeah. Um, turns out, Snake actually knows the brain. Mm-hmm. He's been betrayed by him previously in other criminal endeavors. Has he been betrayed by him, or was Snake late? But I mean, look what happened to Fresno Bob. Yeah, Fresno Bob. Man. That's one of the coolest. That guy is like a boxcar hobo. I guarantee it. What, Fres- Fresno Bob? Fresno Bob. No. He had a stabbing knife. He had a bindle stiff. No, we don't know that for sure. He had a harmonica with uh, some of the teeth smithing. <laughs> <this thing. laughs> why, why would you say He that? ate beans from a can, Kyle. <laughs> Just because he's from Fresno? He lived with Keith David and, uh, and Roddy Piper in a shantytown. <laughs> that didn't play, take place in Fresno. <laughs> He could have also just been in like a punk band, <laughs> like like East Bay Ray from the Dead Kennedys. <laughs> I feel like they're kind of whole boxcar hobos too. I think some of them were like squatter lifestyle, well, there you including go. East Bay Ray. So that makes sense. Not so much Jello though. <laughs> he ran for mayor at one point. <laughs> and he was like vacuuming the sidewalks and shit. Well, Hunter uh, S. Thompson ran for like town council in uh, Aspen, Colorado. Yeah. Well, I'm jealous did it in mayor of San Francisco. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they go meet the brain. Um, the brain's like, yeah, I mean, I, I know where the president's at, but you know, this is going to be a problem. Yeah, uh, you, what do you, you don't have nothing to offer me. Uh, and Maggie's like, oh, Duke's going to take everybody out. And the president's yeah. gonna be leading, right? That's the grand old march. The Duke's plan is he's gonna walk everybody out. Yeah, he's gonna. Uh, but Snake says straight. He's like, "You fucking idiots! We got like <laughs> at this point, we got like sixteen hours, or they're just gonna come in and kill everyone." Because <laughs> that's the backup plan, right? Yeah, they're just, just rush in, blow the shit yeah, out. If the of president him. dies, he dies. Yeah. Like you know, it was a national tragedy, but someone had to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> And then at home, 40-year-old suburbanite white people are saluting their TV. <laughs> Tears running down their America. cheeks. Oh, America. What? You know where Islamabad is? No, I can point out Venezuela on a map. Oh, yeah. That's where Obama next. Probably. Um, I don't know. I'm convinced, like, Iran's... I don't know. I don't feel like we actually want to get into a war with anybody that can even has half a chance to fight back. Yeah, like, Iran has an actual, like, modern military yeah. and stuff. <laughs> I mean, they're a regional power, to be mm-hmm. fair, but, I mean, I don't even think we want to deal with it. No. We, not, not to just to wag the dog. We just got to bully some small countries. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we got to set an example. Like, this is what happens with socialism. <laughs> if you're a socialist, the United States will attack you. <laughs> Look out, Norway. <laughs> We're coming for you. You damn talls. So, I mean, so yeah, basically the wrath of the U.S. government's coming. We all, some of us lived it in the Cold War. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's a domino effect. <laughs> Everyone's going to be communists, so we got to kill them. <laughs> Everybody's going to be prisoners, so we just got to kill them. Better dead than red, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's give them nuclear fusion. Mm. Time's running out. What are we going to do? Brain's like, all right, well, this is where he's at. We don't have a car. Like, what are we going to do? They do have a car, though, because they have cabbie. 
Yeah, but he mentions the brain's like, well, we don't have wheels. And it's like, well, yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, Cabby's not. Oh, no, he is with them at that point. He is point. with them at well, that point. Have, I don't know. The brain's run, a... No, he runs off and, like, takes off in the cab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Cabby ditches him. But uh, Isaac Hayes rolls up. And all those sh- the chandeliers on his car. He's got so cool. fucking bomb ass chandeliers on his fender. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that. Um, so the car is still like uh, beat up, like cutlass or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I mean, what are you gonna work with in the destroyed Manhattan? Right. But I like he's. You know, we still gotta flash this shit up. Like, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna put some chandeliers on this bitch. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I feel it. That's <laughs> he really went for it. That's <laughs> he's really out there, you know, showing his clout. My uh, my question is like what what role does like the manic meth Billy Idol play to uh, Isaac Hayes's Duke? Oh, it's like right hand man. Yeah, I don't know. He just seems like a crazy Peter Pan or a Rufio type. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and then he also just gets stabbed up, and he doesn't really do anything. He just threatens the yeah, hawk well, when he shows up. And that's yeah, about yeah. It. and he's he acts like he's super duper crazy. Yeah, but really he just seems like he's an idiot. Uh huh. Yeah, of course, so the Duke of New York doesn't impress, necessarily impress me intelligence-wise either. No, I think he's probably just a strong man, you know? <laughs> the brain is really the only one that seems seems like he's half smart, and he does he's some not stupid even, shit. Yeah, he's just like a little bit smarter than the average criminal on the island, I guess. Because, <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, I figured out where some of the mines are on the bridge. Oh, you fucking genius? No way. Yeah, it just seems like they've been ha- given all the uh, prisoners, like, uh lead laden paint or well, water the thing where uh most of society is like getting crazy because of the poison oh, gas true. they're exposed to so i'm sure the prisoners like yeah that's why most of them do seem pretty crazy it's crazy. just like idiocracy yeah <laughs> and then yeah the duke of new york like i'm pretty sure he just intimidated and overpowered other people to become a leader and not like i don't think he was cunning because <laughs> his like master plan is like we're gonna march across the bridge yeah and then when they get away with the president he's like well they have the map where the mines are, so they might be all right. I'm just going to fucking haul ass down the bridge. Because, <laughs> he, yeah, he's just, like, fucking flooring it. <laughs> yeah, he's not even trying. Yeah. I guess maybe they'll set off most of the mines as they go through. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I The, the way the, the bridge is mined seems, makes no sense to me, either. Because it seems like, why not just put mines everywhere? Yeah, why would they space it out and have a path through it and right. stuff? Right. Like, and just blockade the entire bridge. Or just blow up the bridge. Yeah. What are you guys doing, man? Yeah. I don't know. It's probably just so they can have the final confrontation on the bridge. Yeah. 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 They're at that point, um, they're like, fuck it, we'll steal one of their cars while the Duke is trying to talk so the Duke's coming to see the brain. Brain's not there. Duke and uh weird Peter Pan are inside the building and Snake's like, Well, let's fucking go over there now while he's out here. I'll steal this car. Yeah, so they steal the car, they go for it. Um Brain and Maggie try to like you know, Distract. talk to the other Lost Boys. And that's when Snake sneaks in and gets the president, but he gets shot in the knee with <laughs> from a crossbow. Gets the arrow to the knee. Yeah. But he uh, he does a throwing knife. Yeah, he gets that guy in the brain with the throwing knife, which is, he must have thrown it pretty hard, right? Mm-hmm. Right through that skull. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm to rescue you. Yeah. Hurry. I will hurry. Yeah, he's all... Stop sh- shaking. Okay. Oh, yeah, he, the president's a little bitch. He's not tough like Harrison Ford. <laughs> we already went over that. Um, the this actor Donald Pleasance, mm-hmm. obviously you know him from Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's but, the uh, what is a what would you call him? Psychologist? Yeah, what's the dude's name? I don't know. You know the guy, the guy that like 
Michael. Michael. He is a very special yeah, boy. Dr. Loomis. Ah, yeah, he had a cool That's man. who he is. Oh, he's also in The Great Escape, which is a good old-timey movie. Steve but, McQueen? Yeah. Um, what the uh, memories and experience that he channeled for Escape from New York is when he was actually a prisoner of war who got tortured. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so I'm sure that's a pretty pleasant, a pretty Donald Pleasant experience. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with that joke right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's all shaky and scared. Um, Snake gets him out. Uh, they get outside of the train cars and immediately just get captured. Immediately, yeah. Like, well, sure. first there's like a little fight sequence. You know, well, Snake punches a dude like guy. jumps out from between the trains and he's like, <laughs> and Snake beats up like two and a half guys, but there's like eight dudes. So, yeah, and then that's you kind of see like all of the Duke of New York. Um, his uh, his henchmen are all they're they're the village people from like the schizophrenic dimension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's like a, a leather daddy, um, <laughs> and, a white Native American <laughs> a country singer. There's like an Asian dude wearing a poncho with like an eye patch. He's thing. got like shutter shades on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. I'm pretty sure I said village people from the schizophrenic dimension. Yeah. You get the idea. So they capture him. President's back in the Duke's custody. Uh, somehow the brain like kind of talks his way out of the situation. And he kind of just says like, oh, I was a prisoner. He's he made like, me he had, a, he had a gun on me. I Plus, the, the brain's like the only guy that can make gas. So what else is Isaiah going to yeah. do? Well, the Duke's like, all right. He's <laughs> like, doesn't believe it. But yeah, like he said, like, oh, well. Oh, well, we got him anyway. <laughs> oh, all's well that ends well. Mm-hmm. Um, all's well that ends well. For a really long time because he gets bonked with a tire iron. Yeah. Uh, which means he's got serious brain damage. You're not supposed to be knocked out for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's either dead or got a serious brain damage. Everything after this is Snake Plissken's hallucination. Yeah. But uh, he wakes up just in time to have a fight with the big hairy guy. George of the Animal Steel. (laughs) The fight is very abrupt. Yeah. So, first they're doing baseball bats, dueling. Um, I mean, this is how fights to death will will end, in my opinion. Snake gets gets hit a few times. Probably his ribs hurt real bad. Uh Uh-huh. Then he brings um, then the they switch to um, baseball bats with spikes in it, and also trash can lids for shields. Yep. Which like fucking that trash can, those little tin trash can lids. That's not gonna stop a nail. That's not gonna stop those fucking bats. That's crazy. <laughs> it's gonna to bend me. as soon as it gets hit. Yeah, like why did they even try? Uh, luckily though, if you're like Kurt Russell size, and you're using like weapons like that against a giant sized man who's moving really slow. You might have an advantage. Because, <laughs> yeah, Snake's able to just like outmaneuver him and stab him in the... Hit him in the guts with the spikes and then brain him. Yeah, as he, as he barrels over. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he sees uh, one of the spectators outside the ring had the, has, uh, uh, the tracking device. Yeah. So he... Pliskin jumps over when everybody's like, Oh, Snake! 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 Yeah, he acts like he's trying to get out of the ring. The dude tries to stop him in, in like the little scuffle they have. He presses the tracker on it. Yep. And the uh, Hawk's like, oh no, not Hawk, it's, um, uh, I don't know the character's name, Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins, yeah, he's like, thrill me, he's thrill like, oh, me. I'm thrilled, I'm thrilled right now. And he's, he's like, like, Hawk, Hawk, I got someone's gonna thrill you. <laughs> he runs to tell Hawk, and Hawk's like, yeah, that's my boy. Because, <laughs> like, uh, you could tell that there is some sort of, because they're both, like, ex-special forces, like, yeah, possibly disenfranchised, but one guy's like fuck society, and the guy's like, like, I guess it's my I gotta job. have a job. So he's just kind of like, yeah, give him some more time. He's like, I knew snakes, my man. Snakes got this. 
while that's all happening, uh, Brain and Maggie have rescued the president themselves. They basically outsmart um, creepy Peter Pan because he's an <laughs> it was idiot. real hard. Because um, <laughs> he convinces them he's searching for cyanide capsules and the president the president will take and kill him. Yeah, the entire time they're searching in the... the uh, uh, Meth Billy Idol is um, just kind of like, hmm, that doesn't make any he's sense. Really thinking about what it, the yeah. fuck? You know what? I think you're lying to me. Yeah, no, he's, he's. I just like when he's like, that's bullshit. You don't belong here. Even it's though it's been, been like, like five minutes, quite a bit of time. Yeah, but fucking, he just stabs him, <laughs> and then Maggie shoots the other three dudes yeah. in the room. Because I mean, no one was expecting it. They're like, oh, we trust the brain. Uh, they yeah they snatched the president. They obviously go into the World Trade Center so they can fly off in the glider. His brain figured it out. Yeah, um, he's got that big brain. After Snake wins the fight, some dude runs out and he's like, "Brain stole the president!" <laughs> and Snake's like, "Well, that was convenient because I know they're going to the World Trade Center." That's where he goes. And as we mentioned earlier, there's a racist gang called the Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> they have mohawks and stuff like that, and they're. For some reason, they push the glider off the building. I don't. They just hate technology. I guess. <laughs> you think you'd like want to keep it or something? You know, you might be able to trade it to the dude. You know, there's all sorts of shit you can do with that glider. But they're like, fuck it, <laughs> kill metal bird, eat metal bird. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So Snake runs into the president, Maggie, and the brain, and Snake's just like, "Give me that gun, Maggie." Fuck you, brain. You betrayed me again. <laughs> You're fucking staying here to die, you stupid son of a bitch. Come on. <laughs> Brain's argument is just like, well, I have the map for the mines. You you won't be able to drive and read it. <laughs> He's like, I'm the only one who understands it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the president's like, oh, I don't have the tape, though. Yeah, but the brain knows where it is. So Snakes has to regretfully take him. Like, kind of maybe he knows where it is. You know, like, he's got an educated guess, but he could be totally wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean take your chances if you're the brain, right? I guess, yeah. Cause Calculate a risk. He's like, you know what? Things usually work out for me by being slightly smarter than everybody else. <laughs> maybe this. Uh, as they're leaving, Isaac Hayes and his gang show up, and um, Snake sh- shoots a canister of steam. And the steam scares them all real bad. So they well, don't, they don't fire the, back. Well, only Isaac Hayes has a gun. And he shoots the steam so that Isaac Hayes can't see and shoots mm. the steam right into Isaac Hayes' face. Oh, is that why, like, when they show him in the car later, his face is, like, all yeah. sweaty? Like, he's been burnt? Yeah. You're bad at watching movies. I don't know. The, it's <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. At first, when I saw him in the car, I thought, like, he had, like, I don't, he got his face burnt by the steam or whatever. But then they show him again. It's like, there's no makeup effect or anything. So I was like, uh. They make a daring escape. Uh, oh, we forgot there. So the car that Brain rolled up in, yeah, there's a they problem. Won't with start. It won't start, and uh, they open the hood, and there's one of the members of the gang is in there with the crossbow. <laughs> and just like, hey, boy. Well, because they took the Brain steam engine out of the car, yeah. and it's currently sitting right next to my uh, to Isaac Hayes. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just. I almost funny, said like, Michael Hayes, which is a uh, wrestler. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny, like how he comes out of the front of the car. He's like, ah, hey, gotcha. Uh, so yeah, they just run off. They're like, we're gonna make a run for it. Luckily, they run into the cabbie again, and conveniently, uh, weird ass Peter Pan had traded the tape that he found on the president for cabbie's hat. Cool hat, I guess. But I mean, I guess he just didn't know what the tape. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. He's, he's just like, like oh, he's a fucking crazy idiot person. He doesn't know. And he's like, oh, cabbie likes tapes. <laughs> Cabbie's got tapes. Cabbie likes tapes. Billy, I don't like hat. Maybe I get a hat. 
So that's convenient. Uh, they listen to part of the tape, which is where we hear about some bullshit. Yeah, some chemical shit. Um, you'll if you're it's an pure. astute observer, you'll notice that Snake took um, Cabby's normal music tape and the other tape and put them in the same pocket. This will come into play in a few minutes. Oh, uh, yeah. So their only chance is they're just gonna blow through these mines on the bridge. Uh, brain either the snake is not a good driver or brain does actually not know where all the yeah, mines are they're hitting them yeah uh isaac Hayes is hitting them a little bit too but like nothing dead on but you would think like it'd blow out a tire or you yeah you know. think if you hit it at all it's gonna spin the car at least yeah, but. but no he's just like oh well getting bumped a little bit <laughs> oh. uh, but they do hit one pretty badly it does seem to be the brain's fault, right? Because he's like, all right, jog right when I say. Yeah. And well, Snake goes to do it, and they just get blown in half. <laughs> well, and then he, when he gets out, he starts yelling at his neck. He's like, I said jog right! <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Cabby dies. Cabby dies in that explosion. And it's the only time Snake feels bad through the entire movie. Yeah. And so they're just going to hoof it now down the bridge. Uh, and this is another thing that leads me to believe Brain doesn't know the fuck he's talking about. Because he steps right on a fucking mine. Well, because... Snake and Maggie are going right around a car, and he's like, no, go left, go left, and then blows up, because he went left and stepped on a mine. I feel like it's just an implication that maybe Maggie is the real smart person in this relationship. Uh, she's hella bummed that he died, which, which I was surprised by, because remember they say that the Duke just gave her to Yeah, the I know, right? It turns out that she actually kind of likes the brain for some yeah. reason. Maybe he's just nice, and he didn't like abuser you know what I mean? Like, maybe, like... But that seems like a real, okay, I guess, throw away your life for him, then. I don't. I'm. I'm. It could be in like a really Stockholm dumb way too. Like, too. don't stand behind the car and shoot. Stand in front of the car and shoot. I mean, it could just be Stockholm syndrome or whatever. Nah, that's true, right? Yeah, she does stand in front of the car. Yeah, I know. I'm saying stand behind the car. Oh, I mean, so you don't get crushed by uh, Isaac Hayes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, she probably got hit by the other car pushed into her, so that she ah. might survive. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. I guess her, her plan is to die right here. Yeah, so she asked Snake for the gun because she doesn't want to go on without the brain. And she's like, well, maybe I could take the Duke with me. And starts shooting at him when he's way too far away for that gun. Like, mm-hmm. you think you'd wait until he got closer. Yeah, because her plan it seems to be to die here. So why wait? Why not make sure you got a, got a shot on the yeah, Duke? Yeah, something. And then, yeah, he crashes it, her into the car she's standing in front of. She gets smushed. My favorite part, though, is the brain's body... Just flies off the other <laughs> Like it's, it's just like <laughs> she gets uh, she gets killed just like um, Mel Gibson's wife in Signs. Yeah, um, it's pretty gruesome. There's a bunch of ketchup all over, or corn syrup, I guess. Uh, that shot was uh, filmed in John Carpenter's driveway because <laughs> they didn't originally film that like portion of her death. They just had her get hit and leave it at that. But a young J.J. Abrams, who saw one of the early prints of the film because his father was a producer on it, was like, well, you didn't really establish Maggie's death. And for some reason, John Carpenter listened to that little kid (laughs) and filmed that shot. Well, that kid would later go on to direct Lost, the pilot. So, All right. (laughs) And also... Cloverfield. He didn't direct Cloverfield. The first one? No. I thought he did. No, he just produced it. Bad Robot. I mean, uh, I don't know. Super, what is he Super 8. <laughs> yeah, Super 8, right? Of some bad TV shows? But he doesn't ever direct them. He just produces them. I don't know what J.J. Abrams does. <laughs> the Star Wars, um, uh, what was the episode? Oh, The Force Awakens? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, yeah, he did do that. Also, he'll be doing the, third, no, the, 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 the ninth other one. one. 
Star Wars, the force goes back to sleep. <laughs> Star Wars, we have to completely rewrite everything that's happened so far. <laughs> well, that's, well, I mean, they didn't, because they didn't, well, haven't written anything. That's, so. why, I don't understand why they didn't come up with an overarching story. Me for either. Them. I don't get it. It's really annoying. Let, let's finish off uh, Escape from New York and then we'll talk about <laughs> right. Star Wars. Oh my god. Um, yeah, so this is pretty much the end here. Uh, all that's left now is Snake and the President. They're running the last length of the bridge. Somehow uh, Isaac Hayes catches up with them, even though they had like a huge head start. Yeah. Yeah, and Isaac Hayes had to get out of his car and run on foot, too, because mm-hmm. he crashed it too much. He, he made it through his mines, but he, he crashed into another car, and that was too much for his car. <laughs> yeah. Um, the presidents get lifted up by like a, you know, like a police a system, police system yeah. that the Jeep has on the other side of the wall. And they lower it back down for Snake, which, I mean, like, good on it for those, like, soldiers that weren't just like, all right, fuck this ass. <laughs> but, uh, I feel like that's got to be Hawks doing more than anyway. Yeah, the Duke makes it there in time. He shoots those two guys on top of the wall. Scares Snake Plissken. He probably, like, peed a little. <laughs> uh, but then Snake sneaks up on him and they wrestle. And he gives him a good punch. And I guess that's enough to really, like, slow him down for Snake to get up over the wall. And then, oh, but then the hand reaches over and stops the pulley. And you're like, oh, shit. Someone is betraying a snake. (laughs) But it turns out the president just really wants to gun down (laughs) the Duke. Well, I mean, uh, he he does not like the treatment he received of the Duke's hands. Oh, I probably want vengeance, too, honestly. (laughs) I'd be like, you stupid bitch. I have the power on this side of the wall. (laughs) Well, not only does he have the power, he has the gun. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, who's A plus number one now? (laughs) And he, he wastes him. He shoots him a bunch. A bunch of ketchup comes out. And that's it for the Duke. Uh, president reaches back over and does let Snake over. And then the President's... He's barely got any time for his TV appearance. Yeah, he's got to get ready real quick. And Snake's got to get x-rays shot into his throat yeah, to so, prevent the explosion. So they shoot those x-rays. Snake gets the, the explosions taken off. And he uh, he's going to go have a little moment with the President real quick. He's like, how do you feel about those people that sacrificed their lives to help you? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah they're great. Yeah, well, of course, I, you know, uh, eternally grateful country or some shit. Anyways, I don't got a lot of time to get ready for this address, and yeah, I gotta look real pretty. So. I gotta get all doctored up. You'd think they'd leave him all mangled and be like, this is what the goddamn animals in Manhattan did to me. <laughs> we need to blow him off the earth. You know, I, I guess it depends on what kind of image you're trying to portray at that instance. I think he's more of strength yeah for like Russia and China and oh, yeah. nuclear fusion really shit I, I honestly don't understand like the whole again we to go back to it, I don't understand like the whole game plan here is it to give nuclear fusion to Russia and China so that the war ends and everybody has clean energy I don't know yeah. which seems kind of altruistic and then if that's the case then like well, even though the president's kind of a shit Snake should have still given him the tape. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing is, uh, so he does he doesn't give Hawk the real tape. He gives him some like hits from the fifties. Yeah, it's Ernest Borgwine's uh, "Boogie Down." <laughs> Forget the name of the song. It's his mi- mixtape. It's uh, Ernest Borgnine rapping. Um, and then Snake and Hawk have like a little brief moment, and Hawk's like, "Well, are you gonna kill me now?" And Snake says, "Yeah, too tired." And then that's the end of the movie. Well, you know, Hawk's like, "You want a job?" He's like, yeah, I'll think about it. And then that's the sequel takes place. It's called Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah, where uh, he does take Hawk's job, and he's now a espionage agent. Uh, and Hawk to... has become chief. Um, oh, Colonel. Uh, colonel, whatever. What was his name? He's just the colonel. It's a colonel. 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 Oh, God. 
Remember in the end Milky of uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 when like the program starts to malfunction? Yeah. The colonel says all that weird shit. Daisy, <laughs> Daisy, give me your That was cool. <laughs> that like blew my mind when that was happening in the game when yeah. we were kids. Because it was like, well, there's stuff like that in the first Metal Gear Solid. But I like, this is why I think Kojima is the best video game developer of all time. Um he plays with with the confines of the game and how you're interpreting it in real life, and I don't know. It's just, that shit blew my mind when we played the you. Well, you were playing second when I was watching. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, what's going on? And then they started talking about the Patriots and the grand conspiracy, and yeah. how he was basically just playing a VR fake mission, but Snake was involved in. It, it was just like I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like oh my god, my 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 teenage brain. Yeah, yeah, because I was only like thirteen. 14, I, think you I can't remember when it came out. You might have been older than that when Metal Gear Solid 2 came out. Oh, yeah. I was probably like 14 or 15 because I, I know I was into like punk rock at the time mm-hmm. quite a bit. Because we got Metal Gear Solid 2 and Tony Hawk 3 that same Christmas. Was it Tony Hawk 3? I think it might have been Tony Hawk 2. No, it was 3 because that was the first one that was on PlayStation 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, that's the history of our Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> That's Circa the history Christmas. of the Escaping from Christmas. New York. Circa Christmas 2001. Uh, don't watch the sequel. It's not very good. Escape from L.A. He uh, surfs on a big wave in the L.A. River somehow. And he plays a game of basketball. Yep. And um, that's pretty much all I remember is those really weird Stupid shit. Stupid shit. Uh, when they went to go film it, Kurt Russell was impressed that he was still able to fit his Snake Plissken costume. But then they had a whole new costume anyways, and it looked bad. Yeah. It was, like, all leather and It was shit. all leather and dumb. Yeah. Just let them use the original pants and, and I feel like, the Matri- speaking of the Matrix, uh, they, somehow, that, that, they made leather cool for, like, a couple years. Like, full leather shit. And, like, I don't think it's cool unless you're part of, like, the, one of the, sub, like, subcultural scenes that's all about uh, leather. Yeah, I guess. I, I feel like Matrix, the Matrix itself, the leather in the Matrix was cool and it looked cool. But if you ever saw anybody actually walking around. Oh, yeah, they look like garbage. They look like idiots. Yeah. yeah so you like, remember that. Like, people, I remember. There's there some, some people, yeah, like. Trying they, to wear a leather trench coat, trench coat school and shit. And shit. Yeah. Fuck you. Big old boots. Like, not even, not. I don't know, not to hit on boots, because all I wear is boots, but <laughs> I, I'm a boot elitist, I guess. Like, those big, like, goth industrial boots that the kids used to wear, like, they, they just don't look good. It works in character designs and video games anime and shit. I understand, like, you like Which that. Which is not in, like, real life. Replicate it. Like, it just, does, it just looks weird. You could try. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, give it a shot. I'm not someone who's really too judgmental about what other people wear, but I mean, it's just aesthetically, um, it's not to my taste. So this is the second John Carpenter movie we watched, and I, I feel like two John Carpenter movies, two home runs. Yeah, uh, I don't think he has a bad movie until later on in his career. Escape, it's from, Escape LA. from L.A. <laughs> um, what did you want to watch next? You couldn't remember. I can't remember. And so I yeah. suggested Killer Clowns from Outer Space, so I think that's probably what we're watching. We're watching Killer Clowns from the Outer Space, then. Yep, it's a great movie. It's got great special effects. Um, it's a horror movie, but not really. It's a comedy. So it'll be fun. A comedy horror movie? Mm-hmm. Comedy. It presents itself as like a serious horror, but I mean... It's this, I change. definitely have not watched this movie in 25 years. I, I haven't watched the whole movie in a long time. Yeah. I just remember it used to be on really late at night on like TNT all the time. Something like oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Like you'd wake up randomly at 1 in the morning <laughs> and, be on. and you'd catch it. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Killer Clowns is on again. Well, that's it for Space Fucks.
<laughs> We've been space forks. Fox. <laughs> space fox. Farks. Star fox. Um, uh, you can come visit us at adventureproductions.com. You know, see me streaming on Twitch uh, slash adventure productions. There's a Twitter. Uh, yeah, we got Patreons. Uh, oh, I have a Twitter now too. Yeah. You do? I What's your Twitter handle? Do. I gotta follow you. It's at Kyla Main. Kyla Main with two Y's: K Y Y L E M A G N E. Gotcha. All right, I'll follow you when I get home. Yeah, I gotta change my like the, my username how it's presented though. I don't want it just to be Kyle Main. It's gotta be like fucking Jin Morrison, Two Cups Shakur, <laughs> Count Dankula, <laughs> Count Dankula. Oh no, Count Dracula. Count Dankula is that piece of shit on YouTube. I meant Count Dracula. <laughs> okay. <laughs> These are all the ones that um, Michi from Flatbush Zombies used at one point. <laughs> Mine's actually gonna be something more like fun, like Snarl Marks or something. <laughs> I've thought of a few ones. I'm not gonna say them on here because someone's gonna steal them. But I got a few good ones. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's in Space Force. Revengeproductions.com. Give us money. None of us want real jobs. Yeah, hit up that Patreon. Give us your patronage. It's basically like how it was in uh, Renaissance Italy. You give us money as a patron, and then we'll make sweet-ass content. 